Well, good morning to you all, whether you are in the building or uh, if you're watching through the online stream, you are especially welcome as well on this wonderful Easter day. Happy Easter to you all. It's so nice to see so many faces that I feel like I haven't seen for a very long time. Let's pray. Loving, powerful, living God, joy flows over our souls on this day. Christ is risen. Fear is vanquished. Open our hearts and our spirits to receive fully the joy which has been given for us. Today and every day, let us celebrate the victory of Christ and the hope for the future. Amen. Wonderful. Happy Easter to you, Stephen. If you're watching online, happy Easter to you. And if you're here in the building, Happy Easter. It's good to see you. Yeah, we've got a number of people online, Dave and Ruth and Bob and Andy and Steve and crazy cello lady. You all know who that is, but we won't say that again. Sue, Joe, Gina, Stephen, Denise, Chris, Linda, Gary, Liz, Marilyn, and no doubt many others who haven't yet said hello online. But if you can and you would like to, we will be referring to what you're all saying later on in the service. So a special welcome to you. And Steve, can I say, I know it's at least one person's birthday in the room today so happy birthday to you and if there's anybody else watching online what a day to have a birthday absolutely a tremendous celebration fantastic so um, if you've been tuning into our online services you will know that we tend to set a question that uh, hopefully provokes some conversation online and allows us to have some interaction with those of you that have been tuning in and watching And uh, I imagine we've got a question question. today. As you pose that, I'm going to go down here because I've got to do the next bit. So the question today is, what's your most memorable Easter event? What's the biggest memory you've got of Easter? Now, there's someone else in the building who I know shares similar memories to me of Easter Sunday morning on the Norfolk Broads. I remember one uh, Sunday looking out of the window of the boat I was staying on. Uh, It was about six o'clock in the morning. And there was a barn owl quartering the field next to... And there was frost or snow on the ground. I can't remember exactly what it was. And then somebody who I was on that boat with somehow managed to burn, wait for this, boiled eggs. I I, I don't understand how you do that. But uh, still, there we go. Burning boiled eggs, that really is a treat. Okay, we're going to have a prayer. And Living God, we thank you for this day of praise and celebration. A day of hope after despair, joy after sorrow, life after death. A day to lift up our hearts and offer you our praise. Loving God, we remember today all that you have done for us and for the whole world. Your great victory over sin and death. Your triumph over everything that keeps us from you and prevents us from living the life that you would have us live. Saving God, we join this day with your church in every age to bring our Easter worship, to acknowledge you as a God of love and power, to welcome Christ as our living Lord. Sovereign God, breathe new life into our hearts this day. Fire us with new confidence and enthusiasm. Fill us with resurrection power and grant that we might meet and walk with Christ, offering him our joyful, faithful service this day and every day for his name's sake. Amen. Francis is going to bring our reading. Thank you, Francis. 
So today's reading is from Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 to 10. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, he is risen, just as he said. Come, see the place where he lay, and then go quickly and tell his disciples, He is risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. I don't know how you've been spending some of your evenings during lockdown, but I guess a number of us have turned, perhaps a lot of us have turned, to our television screens. And uh, I wonder if you've uh, become a fan of this programme, not just recently, but down through the years. Line of Duty, it's on its sixth series now, and it follows, as you can see on the screen, the activities of the Police Anti-Corruption Unit, AC12. It's a drama that's caught the imagination and the fascination and the intrigue of many people, as do many other dramas that we see on our television or watch uh, in some other way. Today's Easter Sunday, and this is also a drama. It's something in which we can immerse ourselves in. It's the most important day of celebration in the Christian faith. And here there's also fascination and intrigue. This story, this drama has for millennia interested people. We have in that drama, don't we, Jesus, the self-claimed son of God, no longer on the cross because it's empty. Jesus is no longer wrapped in grave clothes because they're empty as well. And Jesus is no longer in the tomb because the tomb is empty. Now the reading uh, that we've just heard, the, the songs and hymns we've been engaging with this morning, they remind us that behind our celebration today is the rest of the Easter story. And all of us who have come today or we're watching online at the moment or later on, all of us are among the fortunate ones because we know why we're celebrating. And we're not alone. I discovered that in a recent Gallup poll, somewhat surprisingly, but I'm pleased to announce, that 84% of the people who don't go to church believe Jesus rose from the dead. After all, Jesus' resurrection wasn't a secret. We've had records of it for a very long time. There are over a dozen references in the New Testament that say Jesus met with people, touched people, engaged with them, spoke to them, talked with them, and that was after his crucifixion. But I wonder what questions we might have. 
What do you and I have? Uh, what are our questions around this Easter drama that un has unfolded throughout this week if we've been following uh, Lent, Lent refractions and other things? In the accounts of the Easter story, there are all sorts of questions. Questions about what people knew. Did they believe it? Did they know the same thing as their neighbour? What did they believe about God? What was this Jesus all about? What were the crowds doing? What was Lots and lots of questions. But there are also questions related to faith and knowledge and understanding. Later in the Easter narratives, there are questions about Jesus coming back to life. Thomas, one of his closest followers, said he didn't believe what others had seen. He wouldn't believe until he saw it for himself. That day he did see it for himself was a turning point in Thomas's whole life. It turned his life upside down from doubt to faith, from I don't know to yes, it is true. The Easter story is one, as we know, of intrigue, of burial, of betrayal, of a trumped up trial, of false accusations a cruel death, and claims of resurrection all show God's power come in weakness and vulnerability, just as we see in the birth narratives in the story of Jesus. However, the cross is not simply a one-time deal in the life of Jesus, or indeed the whole of the story of God. Rather, the cross is the clue. The cross is the clue about how to live an alternative life, one that is marked perhaps by different things, one that's marked by risky innocence, by risky priorities and by risky community. The clue is, as with Jesus, that as it happens only if there is risk to self, true faith seems to follow. And I wonder if that's something we've lost a little bit of in our 21st century lockdown lives, and that's risk. Now, I'm not suggesting we should go and do daft things, but I just wonder if the way we are living now has caused us to think again. And in the future, we may not make decisions that are quite so risky when it comes to our priorities and our innocence. Yet the Christian faith calls us to step out and do things differently. The clue, as it was with Jesus, as it happens only for us, there is risk to self. Now out beyond the despair and the isolation and the shielding and the way that we're having to live at the moment, the social distancing, those queues at the supermarket or at the takeaways, beyond the road rage, beyond exploitation, beyond the cult of me, myself and I, there is an alternative way to live. A world of new gifts, a world of fresh starts, where there's forgiveness and generosity. And that world is on offer, not in the way that the latest 30% online sales are on offer, but on offer through the risen Christ. Not a world of exclusion, but a world of, world of welcome, acceptance and forgiveness. 
A word, world of work, welcome that sees the other not as a threat, not as a competitor or a potential carrier of a virus, but as a like-minded, faith-centred human being. Cast our minds back to Good Friday. Jesus died. We know that. We celebrated that. We remembered that. We mourned that. But he didn't linger long on Saturday either. And he ends up being the Sunday Jesus that we're celebrating today. Not of good clothes and correct and upright behaviour and piety. But of the first day of the week. The first day of a new world. A new world of welcome and unconditional acceptance. And for those who believe and have faith, the first day of a new life in that new world is open to us all. The accounts of Easter Sunday around Jesus are urgent. That's the message. Because the old stories of money and power and violence and control have clearly failed. Is there another way, the people were asking? Is there another way for us today too? Is there a world of true welcome and true acceptance? Well, there is. And it's following the message of God as seen through the Sunday Jesus of Easter Day. Now, for some of us, Easter is a nice long weekend. But it's more than that. It's more than the chocolate eggs you may have already eaten or have waiting for you at home. It's more than the simnel cake that Auntie Ethel made for you. It's more than the roast lamb that you might have for dinner today. Those are good things. But Easter is so much more. It's time for us to celebrate, to give thanks and to reflect on the message that is at the heart of the Christian faith. Christ crucified and risen again. It's a message that opens the way for us to experience life in all its fullness. Abundant life in relationship with God. Now, if we were able to sing this morning, uh, one of the songs we might have sung uh, has these words in it. The greatest day in history. Death is beaten. You have rescued me. Sing it out. Jesus is alive. The empty cross, the empty grave. Life eternal. You have won the day. Shout it out. Jesus is alive. But we can't. But we can read those words and remember. Now we know that Jesus certainly went to his death with public opinion sharply divided. And with his own disciples somewhat confused as to what was going on and who he was. Yet after they reflected on the events of Palm Sunday and Good Friday and Easter Day, his followers gained clarity and insight as they were able to reflect and give thanks and celebrate. And in their writings, there is clarity to the identity and the purpose of Jesus Christ. The New Testament writers urge and encourage us to make up our own minds about who Jesus is. Now, if the account of Jesus' birth startles us, if his teachings challenge us, if his miracles amaze us, if his sufferings shock us, if his death crushes us, his resurrection 
as can astound and reassure us that here is Jesus Christ, alive and well, the Son of God, offering us forgiveness from the past, a new start for today, and hope for the future. There's a verse later in the Bible that says this, everything that we have, right thinking, right living, a clean slate, and a fresh start comes from God by way of Jesus Christ. And so there's a question for us. What does Easter mean to us today? Will this today be one of your future Easter memories? Let me pray. Father God, we thank you for all that we've heard this morning, all that we've listened to, we've sung, the words that we've said, the things we've considered. We thank you that you're the God of the cross and the resurrection. That your power is hidden in a weakness that overcomes and overshadows the whole world. We do ask that you would open our eyes to your power at work in this world in which we live. Help us to trail that way and to live out your alternative vision for the world and its future. Use us and help us, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask this. Amen. Sorry if you breathe in this, it comes up on the microphone a bit loud. Anyway, um, on the... um on the online services after the sermon, we've had the opportunity to grill the, uh, the person that's, well, not, no, sorry, that's not the right phrase, is it? To have a conversation with the person that's been speaking and just unpack some of the things and, um, and obviously reply online. So, Andrew, we've had some comments about um, momentous or memorable Easter's okay. past. Emma has said uh, it snowed on Easter Sunday about 15 years ago, yeah. which would be about 96, I guess. Um, that's not the only memory of snow. Ruth and Andy said, Easter holiday memories, 1977, being snowed in while staying in Exeter and walking into town in the snow to watch Star Wars. That's a whole combination of reasons to what be memorable. What year was that? That was 77. 77? I might say, I can't remember that, being well, born in 79. 77 might be that same, wind, that same Easter I was talking about with the barn owl. It would have been about ah, okay. that time. Okay. So... Um, Stephen Monument said my baptism on Easter Sunday 1974 wow. no better day is there for a baptism um, service I'm sure others of you may have been baptised on, on Easter day as well uh, and Alan says one Easter when I was about 10 sharing chicken pox isolation with my cousin at her home in Bedfordshire not the first isolated Easter for Alan um, these things are memorable I, I must say I I'm struggling to remember an Easter day that's memorable, but I do remember a Maundy Thursday service when I was a child. In the evening, we had a communion service at the church that I grew up in just around the corner, and there was a power cut in the middle of the service, wow. and everything went black. And it was, I don't know, it was so startlingly apt and right for the moment when we completed the rest of the service with, with candles, and it was very memorable. Yeah, very interesting. Um, in terms of what you were sharing, there's just one thing that I just 
I, I know it's true, but I wonder if we reflect this very well as a church. When you said that the most important celebration in the Christian calendar is Easter Day. Because, I, you know, we have, I think the three biggies, if you don't mind me putting them like that, is Christmas Day, Good Friday and Easter Day. Yeah. And, and for a lot of people, especially people that perhaps don't come to church, they might think that Christmas Day is the biggest day because... We certainly make a thing of it, don't we? In, in church, in wider society, there is a huge focus on what Christmas is. And, uh, and I think that's right, and I love Christmas, I'm sure everybody else does, but it's interesting that if Easter is the most important celebration, why we don't have 15 services in six days to mark it like we might do at Christmas or whatever it is well, that we've we had do. four. So, yeah, we have, that's true, yeah, we've had, we have had four, but there's so much else, isn't there, to unpack. And then there's Good Friday, which, again, if you just focus on the message that we often preach, some people might say the cross is the centre of our faith. It's certainly the image that we have here and here and out the front. We don't have an empty tomb as our image that demonstrates our faith, do we? And it, that struck me as something quite interesting. When I grew up again outside our church and other churches, I'm sure you've seen it, we preach Christ crucified. And then more recently they've added you know, and risen at the end of it. But that was the, that was the logo or the, the, the demonstration of what the church is about. And then, of course, we have Easter, which I think every year we would say, this is the Christian celebration. But I just find it fascinating that perhaps our story and the way we tell it doesn't necessarily reflect the significance and the importance of this. And then I realised that there's actually a bit of a progression of these three days and three stories that mm. the Christian, the Christmas story, the central message for me anyway, I appreciate there are many dimensions to look at these things, is God with us. That is for me the Christ, Christmas message. God come down to be with us. I think Good Friday the message is uh, God with us in our suffering. Yeah. And again, I appreciate there are other ways of... And then Easter Day is God with us for eternity. And those three things together tell the gospel story that God is with us he recognizes and has experienced all the suffering that we've been through and can empathize and walk with us in that but ultimately what is any of that for if he's still in the grave where are our prayers focused if he's still in the grave where where is the hope beyond suffering if he's still in the grave so I was really struck, just literally as you were talking, just processing all of that stuff in my head. And I'm sure other people will have had other, other thoughts that, that we would encourage you to share online or, or, or in other ways through email in the days and weeks to come. But that is why, for me, I've come to recognise and appreciate and goodness knows I hope we can live this out, that Easter Day is the hope of our story and the culmination of everything that's come before it. It's a really and maybe, maybe what you said this morning, Steve is really helpful to other people mm. because sometimes we do just take pockets of, of our faith and not see yeah. the totality of it. It's, it's, it's like the Bible, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we tend to take little bits out and, and hold on to that yeah. bit. We need to see it in its, its totality because that's the story of yeah. God, but the story of God continues in people's lives Absolutely. today. And so we need to try and understand something of, of that overriding story of God, yeah. of which... Easter Sunday, for me, anyway, the resurrection, yes, you need the birth yeah. and the death before you get to the resurrection, but that is the culmination, and it is the future. Yeah. 
And sometimes we're, I've often said as a nation, I think we're very good at looking backwards all the time. Mm. You know, how many films are still being made about World War One and Two? Yeah. And, and we're good at looking back. We're not good at dwelling in the present yeah. and looking to yeah. the future. Yeah. Yeah. And yet our Christian faith directs us in that way. Now, at the moment, we're having to cope with something in the present mm. that we're all struggling with. And we're looking forward to the future because we know yeah. if everything works well, you know, we won't have to be sitting here socially distanced with masks yeah. on yeah. and all that. And so maybe that's helpful for us in our faith as well to say faith is about the present but also about the future, of course, yeah. of thanking God for the past. Yeah, and that present bit is so key, isn't it? Because when we yeah. think of hope, that does have a, a, a future tense to it. Yes. But my, my theological um, college tutors would not be happy with me if they heard me saying the gospel is Christmas, Good Friday and Easter because actually, you know, between Christmas and Good Friday, there's 30, 30 years, 33 years of Christ's life, those last three of his teaching us how we live, how our present experience is impacted by his, his teaching and his life that give us a model for how we embody the resurrection well, in our current I'm delighted presence. that they're still teaching you properly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I needed to get that in there because the thing is we have days for those other things. We don't have a day for the life of Christ, do we? And I, maybe we need to introduce that, I don't know, hopefully every day. But it's, it, it, it's just taking those moments is so key and so important. I've left my order of service down there. Are we up to notices now, I think? Uh, Yes, we are. We are, okay. So I've got a few uh, notices for you. Uh, All There's nothing, I don't think, too out of the blue, but next Sunday we'll be uh, meeting at nine o'clock for the... Oh, sorry, the first one is that there have been some reflections put up online on YouTube and on Facebook. Uh, If you've been watching those throughout Holy Week, they are still there for you to to go back to visit. They're only six to eight minutes uh, long, just momentary reflections on the unpacking story of Holy Week. Please do go and look those up. Uh, Next Sunday, we have this early morning service, which um, we had a number of people to this morning, which has got a slightly more traditional feel, but it is uh, on site at nine o'clock. Uh, if you want to come to that, you do need to book in on the lrbc.org.uk forward slash box office website. And then at 10.30 as well, we'll have another service of this uh, nature where it will be streamed for those who really can't uh, come and join us in person. But for those of you that can, it's, it, I don't know, it, I, I feel so glad to be in the same space and the same presence as, as all of you. So if you can come to that, again, you need to book on uh, in advance. Uh, the food bank is still collecting. There's been a lot of uptake recently in the South End Food Bank, so please do continue to give, if at all you've got anything spare. Sundays, Mondays and Wednesdays, if you come to the welcome area, somebody will be there to greet you, and uh, between 10 and 11 you can make those donations. Um, if you would like to give to the church and to the ministry and the mission that we're involved in, you can donate £5 by texting LRBC to 70970, £10 by texting LRBC to 70191. You can donate any amount online at lrbc.org.uk forward slash give. And for those of you that are in the building and would like to give um, from your pockets today, there is a basket that is uh, by the exit on your way uh, out. I think that's it. Are they all the... That's it. Wonderful. We're going to finish our service by, um, by singing... Well, not singing, by listening to... Uh, a hymn um, on the videos. It's got this line in it. Then came the moment that sealed the promise. 
your buried body began to breathe. Out of the silence, the roaring lion declared, the grave has no claim on me. God, as we go into the rest of this day, whatever that may mean for us, we go as people celebrating and giving you thanks for the death, but also the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We thank you for all that Easter affords us to celebrate. Help us to do that wherever we go and whoever we meet this day. So bless each home that's represented here or online. May we all know something of your grace and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen.